0: Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 1 and verse 47, as we get into our word today. Thank you for praying. It was a wonderful, a packed full week, naturally and spiritually, but God was, He was so good to us. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> mm. And my wife told me, Mary Chris, that at 5 o'clock in the morning, God said to that lady there, Go, da- go downstairs to the foyer four o'clock in the morning she sold me five she goes down there she sees two filipino people and the lord said go talk to them and mary chris went they opened up their heart they both got born again received jesus are going to go to pastor nancy's church if you're led by the spirit even at four o'clock in the morning evangelism and to get souls saved is like taking a drink of water If you're not led by the Spirit and you're just a track hander outer, it can be very laborsome and hard. And sometimes we do have to hand out tracks. But just learn to listen to the Holy Ghost because He knows exactly where the people are, if their hearts are ready for the seed of the Word, and all you do is just be the delivery boy. And all of a sudden, people get saved. Amen. Evangelism is easy. Just have a life of prayer and he'll lead you where to go. Uh, Luke 1, I'm calling this the power of joy. The Lord spoke to me uh, early this morning and he said some of the congregation are under a little bit of a discouragement, under a bit of an attack. I want you just to encourage them. Now, I planned on doing vision part two because we did vision part one, two weeks ago. He said, just hold on that son a little bit. They need just a word of encouragement. Some of the congregation been under a bit of a pressure and a bit of an attack. So I don't know, maybe that's not for you. Maybe you're fine. Maybe you're the one that God's talking about. He didn't tell me how many. He didn't tell me a percentage. He just said some of them have been under some tests and trials lately, and I just want you to help give them the way through and the way out. So maybe this is not brand new information, although for some of you it might be, but maybe this is a reinforcement, but open. Don't just think I know everything. Open up your heart because there may be some little facets and nuggets that you haven't heard or that you maybe haven't heard of in a while or that you forgot. You let slip away from you because to be honest with you, what I'm talking to you about today, I live all the time. And I'm not saying that pridefully and I'm not saying that in an exaggeration way I do live this all the time so this is very easy for me to talk about because this is this is my lifestyle and I never ever did this ever until I met Dr. Dufresne. Dr. Dufresne taught me what I'm talking to you about today because no pastor in my life ever talked to me about joy in a way that I could grasp it. I thought that when they're talking about joy you have to feel happy I didn't feel happy. So I guess that's just for people that feel happy all the time. And I'm like, it's nice that if you feel happy all the time, but I don't understand it because I don't feel happy all the time. And then they're talking about releasing joy and dancing and laughing and these kind of things. I don't understand that because I don't feel anything. And it took me a long time. Dr. Dufresne really taught me over the years, and Pastor Nancy has continued, to teach me the difference between a mental and a soulish response and a spiritual response. Sinners don't have anything but soul. Their spirit is dead unto God. They're not alive unto God. Now, their spirit exists, so they'll go to hell if they die. Their spirit isn't dead from that perspective, but their spirit is not alive unto God. There's no God connection. So a a sinner can't pull out of their spirit things that are from God's kingdom. Do you understand? If anything, there's demons there, and if they pull out of their spirit, they'll pull out something that's not so good. But a believer's spirit is alive unto God. That means the kingdom of God is inside us. Righteousness, peace, and joy. My spirit is alive. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to be very practical with you, so just open up your hearts. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm just like you, maybe worse. But when I wake up, there is the wrong side of the tracks. Do you know that expression? Yes, I know exactly the side of the tracks that they're talking about because I wake up most mornings on that side of the tracks (laughs) And i've and i've learned over it took me a long time. So you have to learn to practice Don't think that because you fail once or twice that you're you're a waste of time It takes time to get skillful at this and i've been practicing this literally for years So i'm still not where I want to be but i'm a lot further than I was when dr. Defrane first started talking to me about this, but you got to practice not yielding so much to how your mind thinks and how your emotions feel, because that is all in the soul realm, and it's got nothing to do with what's in your spirit, because when you wake up and you don't feel so good, I don't mean physically. Yes, you may have symptoms. I'm not talking about. You may be perfectly healthy, but you just don't, you just, you know, you just, you just don't feel like laughing, (laughs) How many people wake up and feel like laughing? If you do, you're probably a bit of a freak because I never do, <laughs> unless you had a funny dream the night before and I wake up. and <laughs> What a weird dream! But but other than that, like, what's there to laugh about? I'm tired. I've got to get up. I've got to do work. I've got the dog that probably peed on the carpet again. I mean, what w- what is there to be really joyful about? I, I don't really know. I'm I'm just being very practical with you because I'm a real person. I'm the woman in a pedestal because I don't deserve to be there. I'm just a real person. I sat in office, but I'm a real person. I go through real things just like you do. And I couldn't understand why people talk about joy, joy, joy. What is this thing about joy? There's nothing to be joyful about. And then I realized, well, that's my emotions don't feel anything. Then I started realizing in my spirit, man, there is the Holy Ghost and there is something called the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. Romans 14, 17, in my spirit, there is joy in my spirit. In fact, all the fruits of the spirits are in, fruit of the spirit are in you, but he lists two in that verse peace and joy. They're in my spirit. That means my spirit man has kind of like a never-ending supply of this thing called joy. The problem is if you don't get into your spirit, you can't access it. So when you wake up, the first thing you think is you're in your soul is how you feel. When you walk into the office, wherever you work, you know, you might be tired. There might be that person you don't like. Maybe the boss take a slide against you. Maybe you've got a hard day's work ahead of you. You're not looking forward. And all of that is feeling and atmospheres can affect how you feel. And so we're living in a constant feeling, a soulish, emotional realm. The world, that's all they've got. That's why they take drugs. That's why they take uh, pick-me-uppers. That's why they take self-help seminars. That's why they drink. Because it it numbs that. It, It takes the inhibitions away from them so they can enjoy their life more. The world only has their body and their soul. Their spirit's got nothing to offer them. But as a believer, my spirit has so much more to offer me than my soul could ever offer me. But the difference is most Christians, Taylor, live like sinners... They love god. They're going to heaven. They're living clean most of the time But when it comes to this subject they act just like the world Because they have not learned that to tap into something inside their spirit because they're so feeling oriented Uh How do I feel? You should probably get into the habit of not asking yourself as much how you feel What is in your spirit? And nothing wrong. Don't get legalistic. Nothing wrong with saying somebody, how do you feel? But I'm saying we got to try to step a little bit back from the soul realm and try to focus a little bit more on what's inside our spirit man in here in our belly. The Bible says the spirit of man is in the belly region. So my spirit is in here. The Holy Ghost is in my spirit. The demons can't be in my spirit. Demons can be attached to my mind. They can be attached to my body. They can influence my thoughts, but they can't influence my spirit because my spirit is sealed by the blood of Jesus. So that's why the only way that you can truly be led guaranteed is by the inner witness of the spirit, because no demon spirit can influence the inner witness. Demon spirits can influence a prophecy. They can influence a dream. They can influence a vision. They can influence an audible word. They can influence voices you hear. They can influence lots of things. But what floats up out of your spirit is sealed by the blood of Jesus. No demon spirit can influence that inner witness, which is why it's the only guaranteed way you have of being led, because it's the only way that is guaranteed not to be counterfeit. So that's why you've got to learn. Now, listen, some of you getting skillful at learning how to be led by the spirit. So what you're doing is you're tapping into your spirit and a knowing is coming up or the still small voice of your spirit. Did you remember that Dad Hagen taught us, according to Scripture, that there's three things? One is your inner witness. That's not a voice. It's a knowing. I don't know why. I just know. Don't go. I don't know why. I just know. Do this. Wait. Don't wait. Go on that road. Don't go on that road. Sign that contract. Don't sign that. I don't know why. I just know that's the Holy Spirit leading you without a voice. That's the only way that's guaranteed. Now, there is a still small voice of your spirit man. When we call the still small voice, that's not the Holy Spirit's voice. Yes, which a lot of people think it is. When I hear a little small, light, tiny thing, it's my spirit that is in contact with the Holy Spirit that is speaking to me. Do you realize that, that, Pastor Happy, your spirit knows more than your mind? Because your spirit is in contact with God, the Holy Spirit, all the time. Your spirit knows things that your brain doesn't know. Do you understand? Now your spirit can actually talk to you. You can have thoughts come to your mind like words like like a voice almost, but it's very small. It's very slight It's very gentle, but that's not the Holy Spirit. That's your spirit communicating to you information Now just be careful because it still can get counterfeited but because it's a voice It's not just a knowing but it's the second greatest way that we're led Now, if the Holy Spirit is talking to you, there comes a greater strength and a greater authority and a greater punch to it. When God talks to you and the Holy Ghost himself is talking to your mind, you'll know it because it's very distinct. But if you're kind of, that's probably the voice of your spirit and you're trying to quieten your mind and your soul and your emotions and your feelings so you can pick up what that voice of your spirit is saying. Are you listening? Should I say that, Lord? If I say that, it might freak them out. I don't want people leaving the church. I've just told them how much they need the church. Do you know, most people don't know this, Dad Hagen taught it publicly, but not very often because people couldn't handle it. But I think you could handle it. You're the 11 o'clock service, right? And the 9 o'clock service, I know definitely could handle it because they're more spiritual than you. So, um, do you know... That you can pray in tongues and not be connected to the Holy Ghost? Did you know that? Your spirit is around the Holy Ghost all the time. When the Holy Ghost is giving utterance to you to pray in the spirit, it's coming from him. And you're praying connected to the Holy Ghost out of you. But people can go on an autopilot mode where it's just like they're just praying. Like they're not even, there's no connection to their spirit. They're just praying. And many of you have probably done that and you're just praying, but there's not a connection to the Holy Ghost. You can feel it's just kind of like, mm. and you know what you're doing when you pray that, this is not my sermon. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but you know why you, what you're doing when you pray that way, you are praying taught tongues. Your spirit knows tongues because it knows it's the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is giving it utterance, but you can actually disconnect because you're in the flesh and disconnect from your spirit, so the flow of the Holy Ghost is not there, but your spirit understands things because it's been praying in tongues for years, and it knows the Holy Ghost, and it can start, your spirit can start to pray, but it's not being given utterance by the Holy Ghost. A lot of people don't realize that. Dad Hagen could watch people and say, they're taught, they're just their spirit is just spouting words, and that person's connected to the Holy Ghost. And, and so I started to say, Lord, is that, because sometimes I'll notice I'll be praying in tongues, my but I'm just kind of like, I don't know, I'm just like zoned out. There's just, I don't, there's no sense of connection and flow and anointing. And I'm just kind of doing it to do it. And I feel something's not right. But I don't really know what it is that's not right because I'm praying in tongues. So what could be wrong about that? Until dad, I started learning from dad, Hagen. oh, my spirit is engaged praying in tongues. It's not wrong. You're not doing anything bad or sinful or demonic, nothing like that. My spirit is in, my spirit is engaged, but the Holy Ghost isn't actually giving me utterance. My spirit is just repeating what it knows. My spirit can memorize tongues. My spirit can memorize, like you can memorize English. Your spirit knows what tongue sounds like because the Holy Ghost has taught it and inspired it with utterance. But if you're not connected and you're just kind of on some zoned out, you know, twilight zone, autopilot kind of thing where you're just praying, but you're not really connected. You can just be praying. Your spirit can just be praying in tongues, but there's no utterance from the Holy Ghost coming up. Now, there's no live flow. And you just kind of zoned out doing it. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but Dad Hagen always said, don't do that. Because what you want is the connection, the life connection of the Spirit of God giving utterance to your spirit that comes out of your mouth where there is a direct flow from God and it's not just some boring autopilot thing that you're just doing because, oh, I need to pray in tongues, where you're just, I'm not, I'm not even saying that it's not good. There's probably some good things to it, but I don't want to throw, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I can see some of them are like, what? Uh, just come back next week. Everything will be fine. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> The Lord will teach you. What I'm saying is just get, connect with the Holy Ghost. Don't just go on autopilot. Say, Holy Ghost, give me utterance. Thank you that I I yield to you. And I pray out of my spirit. But as I'm given utterance by the Holy Ghost, and I thank you for life as I pray. And it will just flow out of you. Don't just get into this autopilot thing where you're just, you're just kind of in some other zone. And the Holy Ghost isn't really there. And don't, 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 please don't make, okay, Taylor understands it. So if you have questions, just email him and he'll... You'll help. I I don't even know why I'm talking about that, but anyway. I'm trying to say that people in their soul realm, let's get back to the topic, people in their soul realm don't understand that their spirit is very real, it's very alive, the Holy Ghost is there, and there's things in your spirit that you're supposed to access. But because we're so soulish and emotionally minded and feeling oriented, we go with that. Because that's what the world does and that's what our secular friends do and that's what our secular co-workers do and everybody is controlled by feelings yeah. So it's easy for the believer to slip into that that mold, but you're not of them. You're different yeah. You have it, a spirit that's alive unto god and in your spirit There are things that you need to draw up out of your spirit on a daily basis yeah. one of it is the inner witness but another of it is joy. And it's just as important as the inner witness. In fact, it's connected to the inner witness. So I want you to see in Luke 1, Mary says in verse 46, this is when Mary was with Elizabeth. And Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord and watch, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Who rejoiced, her soul or her spirit? Her spirit had joy in it. Her soul blessed the Lord and magnified him, but her spirit man rejoiced. Joy comes in from your spirit. I didn't say happiness and I didn't say feeling funny I said there is a element of a supernatural quality called joy Inside you, but if you go with how you feel you'll never tap into it That's why you've got to learn to bypass how you feel and access that joy And you listen, I thought for years it meant that I had to find things funny but you don't find, it's not about finding things funny, and it's not about just laughing with a belly laugh where your stomach hurts. It may turn into that, but there is a joy inside that you have to learn to tap into without any feelings of happiness associated with it. Now, Wigglesworth got out of his bed and danced 10 minutes before the Lord every morning now he said when i start in the flesh and i end in the spirit meaning i don't feel any anointing i don't feel anything out of my spirit what i'm doing is i'm choosing by the decision of my will that i'm going to start drawing up out of my spirit joy and i just start saying praise the lord praise it i don't feel it i don't want it it's just uh, i i know but but i'm going to do it i see starting in the natural there's no anointing there's no help from god it's just you choosing But the more you choose your spirit will start to move your spirit will start to engage your spirit will start to bubble And with within a few minutes by the time he got to 10 minutes He wasn't just dancing in the flesh so to speak It had got over into the spirit and he was under the anointing and there was a flow of god in that bedroom of joy Are you listening? And I practice this all the time and i'm not just saying that I really do I practice this all the time because I have to get more skillful at it so what I'll do sometimes is, you know, in fact, pick times where you don't feel it at all. That'll help you. Don't just pick things when you're in a good mood. So but pick it anytime you want, but especially when you're not in a good mood. Because that's where you have to, that's your training ground. So sometimes I'm not always in a good mood. Some people, the sun shines out of them when they wake up, not me. I just don't, I just, no. Jennifer is the opposite. She wakes up, oh, hi, hi, honey. I'm like, Ugh. Everybody's got a different personality bent I am not a morning person. I never have been i'll smile at you at night I'll growl at you in the morning. Leave me alone So what I do is I practice in the morning because that's not my strongest moment What I do is I especially then because the rest of the day it's easier But especially then what I do I don't know what wigglesworth's personality bent was or wasn't but what I do is I just start what I do is I say to my lord There's joy inside here I don't feel anything up here. I don't even want to do singing or celebrating or laughing or dancing or anything. I, I, I just feel like, I feel sometimes I feel like crying or I just go back to bed or let me take some drugs if I had any, but I can't because I'm a Christian. Lord, I just, I don't feel nothing. This is all up here in my emotional soul feeling realm. But I know by faith, because your word tells me inside my spirit, there's something called joy. So I don't know how to get it out, Lord, so you're going to have to help me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start putting the bucket down, Isaiah 12, 3, out of the, draw out of the wells of salvation, draw it up with joy. That's Isaiah twelve three. So how do you get the water out of the well? You put the bucket of joy down. How do you get things out of the well of you se- the well of your spirit? The deepness of your spirit has all the salvation all the power all the things you need from God is deep in your spirit How do you start to draw that up? It's with the bucket of joy because it says with joy draw out of the wells of salvation So joy is an accessor joy is a withdrawal system Do you understand joy is the debit card you put in to get the money out of the bank machine joy gets something in your spirit out? You've got to learn to do this or you'll always live depressed and you'll always live by feelings. Affect, atmospheres will always affect you. But if you learn to get in your spirit, you can draw things out. How do you draw it out with joy? It starts with words. If you just, you know, (laughs) and just smile and look around with your lips sealed, it's not, that's not the system that God made. So you start like Grandpa Abraham. He was strong in faith, giving glory, Romans 4, to God. So the way you start, it's very easy. I do this all the time. I practice it, especially when I'm a little bit tired or not in a good mood or low. I practice it then because if I can do it, then I can do it when I'm under normal circumstances. And I'll just start, you know, you do however you want, but I'm telling you, I just start saying, praise the Lord. Well, how can that do anything? Well, just try it. Just try I just start saying I'm telling you. I, I don't try to, you know, laugh right away, usually. I just so praise the Lord. I <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I bless you. My spirit rejoices like Mary in you. And I thank you, Father, you're so good to me. And I'll just start talking. I'll just start praising. What I'm doing is I'm praising. I'm praising by my words. I'll just start praising. And sometimes I start, Taylor, and I just feel flat, like I mean nothing, nothing, nothing. But if I just keep doing it, and it's not emotional, it's spiritual. That's right. Now, my emotions express it, but my, it's the source, the origin point is here, not here. My emotions can express what's coming out of my spirit, but it didn't start with my emotions that's not an emotional exercise. This is a spiritual exercise But I'll just start saying lord. I praise you And then now this is the key You have to learn to be led by the spirit as you go with his promptings as to how he wants you to flow in that And it's different every day, but sometimes i'll just i just feel prompted, you know sing So i'll sing sometimes i'll feel prompted dance And i'm not a dancer and most of you aren't either i've watched you. you you don't know what you're doing Reverend greg knows a little bit mary chris a little bit more, but most of you don't know anything just like me, Andre, you probably have some rhythm in you. But but anyway, most of us are, are don't know nothing. That, that's not what we're not dancing to impress you. We're not dancing to impress other people. That's not secular mind conscious dancing. What we're doing is we are releasing our what's in our spirit to the Lord. We are releasing joy. And what you do, one way is to sing, another way is to shout, another way is to dance, another way is to laugh. But there's ways that you can express joy even when you don't feel like it. So I start with, Lord, I praise you and I do that. And then something usually starts to go, I can feel something down in here. And let me give you a, a little hint. The longer it takes for you to feel something, the more carnal you are but don't let that make you feel sad. Don't beat yourself up over it. You just haven't been, you don't, you haven't practiced it. If you've never played tennis before, you're not going to be able to hit it over the, over the, over the the thing, the net. You've got to practice to become skillful. So if you don't know, if, if, if you're just saying praise God and it's just dead, nothing, 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 just keep going. It means you don't, you haven't got skill in that. Because I, even as I was preaching this morning and right now, as soon as I start to do that, I feel something in my spirit like little bubbles going, I can feel it inside. My spirit starts to move. I'm engaging my spirit man because when I start to talk and I start to rejoice with words, it it, it immediately bypasses my mind and gets into my spirit. I'm already starting to put that bucket down and I start to feel there's a, there's a move. I don't know how to explain it to you, but there's, I can sense a movement in here. And now, now that happens almost instantly because I do it every single day, multiple times a day. If you never do it, don't expect to feel that quickly because it's going to take you some practice to shut this emotions down, quiet in your mind and look to your spirit. But if you'll practice, you'll see as you start to say things, as you start to praise and rejoice, a little bit of movement will come. Now, yield to that. Don't stuff it. So, okay. And then there'll be a prompting. So sometimes I just, the Lord just say, just dance. And I just, just in my own way, I'm not a dancer. That's not what it's about. I'm just trying to express joy. I'm dipping it out of my spirit. One is verbal, one is moving. And I could be singing or it could be laughing. Now with the laughing, I don't feel anything's funny. But dad Hagen said, when I laugh before he got to the belly laughter, which he didn't even, even always get to, but he just said, I just by faith start to say, ha, 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 I don't know people accused him, mocked him, and to this day still don't understand it. But I'm telling you, God's taught me the power of it. I can't literally, literally every single day of my life. If I miss one or two, it's very rare. But I'll start to praise just with my words. I don't always do the dancing or whatever, but I, I just start to praise with my words, and I'll just feel this little bubble start to come up, ha, and I'll just start to say, "ha ha, but I'm not laughing like it's funny. I'm releasing a laugh, but I'm pulling it out of my spirit, man. And I start to say, I'm praying in tongues, usually it's intermittent with tongues and rejoicing and laughing. and I, it's, just part of, it's just part of my time with God. And I'll just start to say it, and then that will grow and I'll feel more movement, and that will grow. Sometimes I'll dance, sometimes I won't, and that's don't be religious. Don't be trying to do a rosary. Be led by the Spirit in this. It keeps it fresh, and then, and, and my spirit starts to build. I can feel momentum, and before you know it, a few minutes have passed, and now I felt nothing. I felt dead. I felt dry. I felt like God was far away, because my soul and my emotions don't agree and cooperate and the atmosphere may not be that good But i've drawn something out of my spirit and the, my spirit is connected to the holy ghost all the time And now I can feel movement and i'm starting to release that with joy Now Let me help you. Let me help you people say I want to be led by this pastor. I can't hear god pastor I That's because you don't joy yeah. yeah, If you'll learn to rejoice more you'll learn to be able to be led by the spirit more and do you know why I say that I won't read it to you for sake of time, but I got the reference and it's in the book of Isaiah fifty-five twelve, 12 for reference sake. It says they are they will go out with joy and are led forth with peace. Where do you what do you do first you go out on the path joy is the path. Don't worry about him leading you on the path until you're on the path. Yeah. The way you get on the path is start to joy. As you're walking in joy, the Holy Ghost can lead you with the inner witness of peace. Amen. I've learned this. Amen. A lot of people, are, are you I don't know if you're listening because I'm giving you very powerful nuggets whether you realize it or not. A lot, of, a lot of people come and say, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I'm trying to hear God. I'm trying to, hear. first thing, in your mind. Yeah. Your, your mind's buzzing like a beehive. Yeah. You can't tell your spirit when you're in your mind all the time. Okay, okay and then they but I, I still don't know. That's because you don't know how to rejoice. You're trying to be led on the path, like the old adage, you can't steer a car that's still. you got to move the car in order for the steering wheel to work proper and for you to be able to meander. Do you understand? I I want God to tell me, rejoice. Learn to get, pull out of your spirit, man, and get into the flow of rejoicing and joy. Get on the path start walking down the path make movement on the path of joy they will go out first with joy then god can lead them by the inner witness of peace let him lead you as you go but get into the flow of joy and you'll find hearing god's voice is so much easier Knowing the inner witness is so much easier because there is something about getting into joy. I kind of, I'll be honest with you. I'm very honest with you guys. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not trying to make myself look a certain way. I just tell you all my rotten things because I know you got rotten things too, even though you look so special. Which most of you are rotten just like me half the time. But I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the honest truth about it. I scoffed at this for a long time. I did not understand it. And I'd see doctor and I'd be like, that's just weird, man. And I'd see Michael with his handkerchief. I said, that's just weird. He's just weird. These people are all weird, but I know God put me with doctors. So I'll shut up and I'll submit because he knows more than me. I don't understand all this dancing nonsense. This is an American thing. This is a, this emotionalism, Americans, USA, emotionalism. We don't do this in Canada. We don't need this in Canada. We are conservative. We know what we know. We know we're, we're Canadians. Don't mess with us. I really, honestly, for years, I couldn't understand it. I thought this was an American thing. And I, and I fought against it because I kind of thought it was fake. All this laughing and dancing. And it was just like, what are you doing? Like, just, it's, we don't need to put a show on. That's just the way my mind worked. But finally, after many private discussions with doctor, very politely, mind you. But to say, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get that. you know, I didn't. Pastor Nancy, like. It is weird. I mean, you guys are just weird. I love you, but you just. And then she start, but she's so patient with me, because she can see my heart was not wrong. I just didn't understand it. I didn't have revelation of it. And him and her later started to talk to me, from the pulpit, but also privately, and say, uh, it's not about the laughing. It's not about the dancing. Those are expressions, of what's inside you. The key is you got to get to the inside because you're up here, Craig. You've got to quieten your mind and your feelings and your emotions and get into your spirit, man Because that's how god leads you. That's where the power is. That's where healing is. That's where joy is. That's where everything is and wh- one of the greatest ways you have to access it first is with joy according to scripture And how do you access that you start with your words? You start with praise and then let the holy ghost lead you and now I do it on a regular basis And a lot of the times i'll just start to laugh as i'm praying as i'm singing. I'll just go Ha i'll just start to laugh a little bit not belly laughing not like I find something funny. but it's like coming out I can tell my spirit is laughing I don't know how to explain it to you in English I can tell my spirit is is laughing and I'm doing that on purpose and as I'm doing that I'm drawing joy out And then sometimes i'll dance a little bit and sometimes i'll sing and sometimes i'll shout and sometimes i'll just talk But all of it are different forms of expression of the same thing I'm drawing out some form of joy on the inside of me and i'm getting i'm getting more I'm not where I want to be but i'm getting more skillful at doing it on a daily basis because I find If I don't I am I am subject to the atmospheres around me I am subject to the bad moods around me. I'm subject to the darkness when you go into certain places and you can feel that darkness. I'm subject to my own personality and, and flaws. And if I slept well or if I didn't sleep well or if I feel a little symptoms or not or there's financial pressure. Now I'm sad, but when everything's great, we get a good offering. Then I'm happy. That's all soulish. I've got to learn to stay in the solid rock place, which is my spirit. My spirit never changes. My spirit isn't moved by whether we had a good service or the offering was good or the staff is not fighting. My spirit's not moved by anything. It's connected to God and it's stable and it's solid all the time. The key is I've got to learn to tap into that so I'm influenced by that, not the atmospheres and the feelings around me. Then I stay stable instead of being up and down like this. In a bad mood one day, in a good mood. You know, because some people, they come into the office I'm not saying our staff necessarily, although I'm sure our staff are guilty of it. But I know I worked in the secular world for years, and you say like you just you walk in and you're feeling fine, and oh my God, stay away from them. You can just tell the way they walk in. I mean, there's just Satan himself riding their back. I mean, you can just you just can tell they're just darkened, they're angry, and people make, make fun and say it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. But I don't care what the reason is. You're just a storm cloud. I don't want to be anywhere near you. Well. Many of you have the unfortunate reality that you have secular jobs. You have to deal with secular people. You are engaging people like that on a regular basis. You can't let all of those things get on you. How do you stay above it? You pull up out of your spirit before you go to work, before you start your day. That's why we within it as soon as you got out of bed. Start to say, Father, I pull up out of my spirit. I worship you out of my spirit, not out of my mind. I, 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 Lord, I don't feel happy, but there's joy inside. I'm going to go forth with joy today. This is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Now, Lord, help me as I go. And you just start to pray and your spirit starts to move and bubble and you start to sing and then you start to laugh and then you start to dance and you just do that a little bit and you, you tap into that flow. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. Then you start your day and you're in your spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, you got to keep your face turned toward your heart, turned toward your spirit all day long because yeah. by lunchtime, There'll be so many problems that you face and so many people that you encounter and all that stuff will start getting on you. So I'm not saying be weird about it, but I'm saying you have to engage people. You have to live your life. But every now and then, when you have a minute privately, just turn back and just say, Lord, I draw upon you today. Oh, it'll all come to pass. Yes, Lord, I thank you. Yeah. Yes, it will come to pass. Yes, I said, Lord, I rejoice. Oh, you're merciful. Oh, I think I pull it up. I pull up strength right now. I pull up healing right now. I pull up my leading, the leading I need right now. I pull up joy. Lord, I'm walking in joy today. I'm not going to be depressed. I walk in the joy of the spirit that is on the inside of me. And life will look different. It will feel, better. your emotions will follow suit. This doesn't come from your emotions, Willie. It comes from your spirit, but your emotions give it expression. Yes. Your emotions will stable. Your personality will stable. You won't be Mr. Porcupine or Mrs. Porcupine. Yes. where People never know what they're going to get when they see you. Come on. God wants spiritual people are stable people. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. <laughs> and all the times I've been with Pastor Nancy privately, I've only one time in my life, and I've been with her many hours, traveling, in her home... <laughs> I've only ever seen one time where she was upset, one time, in all the many hours I've spent with her, and it wasn't even her fault. The staff, she told them to do something they didn't, and it cost her thousands of dollars that she lost because they wouldn't follow instruction, and I saw her get a little bit, and I was so shocked because I've never seen her react emotionally, in a negative way, like, you know, I just, the minister is with me, we just kind of, we just kind of started to pray for her, because I've never, and she didn't do anything inappropriate, she wasn't angry, she didn't blow her stack or lose her cool, but even that, even just that little ripple was something that's so rare, she is the most stable, solid, consistent, and constantly, emotionally constant human being I've ever seen, doctor was more than even her, she just is solid as a rock. She doesn't move. And you know how she does it? It's not because she's got some Superman personality. She lives out of her spirit. She starts her day in the spirit. Every all day long she turns toward her spirit. She ends her day in the spirit. And she, it just makes her just, doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what happens. She just, no, nope, it'll all come to pass. Well, I let them run their race. They can say what they want about me. I love them, Lord. I forgive them. No, I'm not letting it touch me. No, I'm not, Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. No, no, that's fine. Everything's good. The Lord's with me. Well, how can you live so stable because you're living out of your spirit and your spirit is constant? Yes. Emotions are like a roller coaster. But the spirit of a man is just because God lives inside you and God doesn't change. I'm trying to help you. I don't know if I'm, maybe I did a better job in the first service than I am in the second service, but I'm kind of, I'm saying the same subject, but I'm I'm coming at it from a very different angle in the second service. But I'm just saying, the more you tap into your spirit, Mm -hmm. the more it will help you stay stable and you'll be able to, you're not going to feel happy, Mm -hmm. happy. You're not going to feel happy. When I start laughing and it comes out of my spirit, I don't feel happy necessarily But I know my spirit is rejoicing in God. Now, then over time, my emotions will adjust. And then I may actually feel happy. But I'm not looking for the feelings. I'm just looking to, I need to pull up out of my spirit. I need to pull up out of my spirit. (laughs) See, I, I feel that bubbling right now as I'm doing it. Because I practice this all day, every day. When I'm driving, I do it. When I'm washing those ridiculous dishes that those four sons of mine are supposed to do, they're my slaves, aren't they? I gave birth to them. They're supposed to be washing those dishes. I'm still trying to train them into that. But when I'm doing that and I'm not in the mood for it, I just I just turn to my spirit. I'm serious. When I'm in the shower, my wet prayer closet, that's my favorite place. I'm just doing my hair because there's a lot of hair. It takes me a long time to do it. I'm just doing my hair and I just start oh my she'll go ha ha yeah and then God will bring a face to me some rut rag in the congregation. <laughs> and I just say, Lord, now that situation, and then he'll show me by the word of knowledge, what they're going, I'd take authority over that in Jesus. name. you stop. That's foul spirit. That's against that person. I command you to stop. And then just like that, I just say, now Lord, I just joy over that person. I thank you for full victory in that situation. And then I just go right back and praise And then he'll bring me another face and then he'll bring me a situation. It's such an adventure to live out of your spirit, because not only does you get what you need, but he starts showing you what other people need, and sometimes it doesn't even tell you the face. You'll just know. I don't know why, but I need to pray for this. But you don't know who it's for because none of your business who it's for. Right. I don't know what. Are the, and then you just start praying. But you see, your spirit is limitless. There's, there's limitless aid in your spirit. It's so much more than what you could ever need for your own life. It's there not just for you, but for so many needs around you that God will use you to start praying out and ministering out. I, it's the most wonderful thing in the world that's why i say to you I, I, I scoffed at it for years i didn't understand it i thought it was a show i thought you had to feel happy i thought this was an american emotionalist thing until doctor began to teach me it's got nothing to do with culture it's got nothing to do with personality it's got nothing to do with nations it's to do with your spirit in your spirit there is the kingdom of god Amen. romans fourteen seventeen that the kingdom of god is righteousness living right and clean joy and peace. That means inside your spirit, there's the, the desire to do what's right. Amen. The only way you can sin is if you violate that desire. Yeah. The more you walk in the spirit, the more you'll want to do right. And the less you'll swear, the less you'll cuss, the less you'll steal, the less you'll worry, the less you'll do look at the wrong things. Just yield to your spirit. You'll, there's a desire inside you to do right. There's also a desire inside you to be joyful. I didn't say happy. I said joyful. Happiness can come, it's an emotional response, and it can show up, but that's not what we're after. We're after the joy out of our spirit, which can be expressed, yes, through my emotions and peace. God wants me to be full of joy and full of peace every day. So he said, start the path when you wake up by rejoicing. And as you walk, then I'll lead you in peace. The more you rejoice, the more I lead you in peace. Don't worry about things. Remember what Philippians says? This says, don't be anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by petition present your supplication to the Lord with thanks." Giving that's what it means that with rejoicing yeah. Then the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind. What, what do you do first? You first view the the rejoicing and the thanksgiving yeah. Then the peace shows up you first go out with joy. Then you're led forth with peace Amen. The kingdom of god is righteous peace and joy. You got to have that joy in order to have that peace. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah This stuff works. Yeah. I came in it from a very different perspective than I did this morning uh, in the first service. At the first service was more of a teaching. And I'm kind of more flowing a little bit just by the, by the, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But there was a lot of other verses I wanted to read you, which I didn't have time. But I do need to uh, say this to you very quickly before we close. Can you just look quickly at 2 Chron- Chronicles 20 and verse 22? And, and please don't think for a second that I'm like a professional of this. I'm not. I'm learning. I'm learning like you. Whew, I'm learning. We're all learning. Thank God we can learn. Don't be so proud that you think you know everything. Just humble yourself and say, Lord, let me be a good student. Because He's the teacher, capital T. I'm the pastor. I may teach you some things, but with His help. But He's the teacher, capital T. Let Him teach you. Don't be so thinking that you're so religious that you think you know everything. Let the Holy Ghost, the great teacher, teach you. He wants to teach you. If you've got an honest heart, He'll teach you. Well, a lot of times we can misunderstand what preachers do. We don't understand why they're doing it. We don't understand their motive behind doing it. And and we get very quick to judge. But what we need to do is just, if you know God's connected you to somebody, just say, Lord, they know more than me. Otherwise, you wouldn't have connected me to them. Now, teach me, Holy Spirit, what they're trying to say in the sermon so that I can understand it. Because I know what they're saying is right, but I'm still struggling to grasp it. And that's what I do with pastors. A lot of things she says, I don't really understand because it's too discerned for me. But I say, Holy Spirit, you're the one that showed her. Yeah. You're the one that's in me. Yeah. You told me to submit to her. Now she's taught me, but I need you to teach me. When I go back to the hotel, when I go home, I need this to become real to me. Show me how I do this so I can be a good student and I just hear the sermon and forget about it. But I apply what I've learned. Not hearers of the word only, James says, but doers of it. Ask the Holy Spirit, if, I'm, I'm not the best, I'm not doing the best delivery in the world today, but I'm trying to give you some nuggets. Ask the Holy Ghost, the great teacher, to teach you how to operate in joy. He will, if you'll open up your heart. And laughter will be included, although you won't find anything funny. Dancing will be included, although you don't know how to dance. Confession and praise will be included, even when you don't feel like doing it. It's a flow out of your spirit of something that's supernatural. And boy, it helps. And boy, it changes atmospheres. And boy, it keeps you stable. And boy, it helps you to be led by the inner witness. Oh, it's such a wonderful thing. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Praise God. Second Chronicles, what did I say, Taylor? Chapter 22, verse 20. 20, 22. And it says, and when they began to sing, remember, they set praisers. Verse 21, when he had consulted with the people, Joseph had appointed singers to the Lord. They should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went up before the army to say, praise the Lord. See, that's how you start, praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. It's not hard. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. That's how they started to praise. That's how they started to joy. That's how they started to celebrate. And when they began to sing, notice nothing happened before they started singing. When they began to sing and to praise the Lord, set ambushments against the children of Ammon, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they turned on each other and killed each other. Did you notice that as they sang, as they joyed, as they rejoiced, they did the spiritual principle of rejoicing. Now their spirits in the Old Testament were not connected to God the same way that ours are, but they still were doing the spiritual principle of rejoicing and God's power started. How much more in the New Testament where our spirit is connected to God, if you'll drop out of that, the power of God will flow now pastor nancy said when she was going that the bad time after doctor died and that she was going to lose things and the bank was against her and all this major problem and and she went out on the little veranda you've heard her say it and she started to dance she didn't feel like she's stressed man she's pressured tremendous pressure on her mind bible says don't be anxious and everything pour your petition out to god with rejoicing so god knows when you're if he's saying don't be anxious he knows that you are anxious So he's saying, when you're feeling stressed, rejoice. Did you hear me? Pastor Nancy was feeling stressed. So what did she do? She just started to say, Lord, I give you praise. Oh, I glorify you. And she started to to joy out of her spirit because her soul doesn't want to do it. And the word of the Lord come to her and said, in the rejoicing power flows. He didn't say after. The rejoicing, he didn't say before the rejoicing. Now, we know if you stay in faith, the power is moving even after you stop dancing. So from that perspective, it continues to work. But what God was emphasizing to her, what she said last week in these meetings, what hit me last week again, precious and hard and wonderful, was in the rejoicing. Not before, not after, it, in the rejoicing. If, you want, if you've got a sink full of needs, when you turn on that faucet and the water starts to flow, you need it to go long enough to fill up that sink. But as long as you're rejoicing the faucets on when you stop rejoicing it turns off do you need a uh, 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 do you need a thimble full do you need a glass full do you need a jug full do you need a sink full do you need a tub full or do you need a a boatload full whatever the size problem you're facing you need to fill that with the power of god And it only starts flowing when you rejoice. So my suggestion is that you start rejoicing and you keep rejoicing as long as you can. You can't do it all day long because there's real life to live. But at different times, come back to that rejoicing theme. Because as you rejoice, as they sang, the power started to move. This is scriptural. You don't just take a nice quote from a preacher and make a doctrine passing as he said god said to her in the rejoicing power flows that is a nice quote from a great preacher But I can't make a doctrine unless it lines up with the word But I said lord give me some scriptures. He gave me a whole bunch of them I'm just giving you one from the old and one from the new this one says in the singing In the rejoicing god moved Didn't move until they started singing And for you he won't move till you start rejoicing And this is for young people not just old people This is for little ones. (laughs) Are you with me? And the the, the New Testament equivalent is Acts 16, 25, which I'll read to you, and you can write it down if you don't have time to look it up. But Acts 16, 25. And the Bible says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise unto God, and the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Did you notice that? They prayed. And then they sang some of you you're praying you're praying too much Some things you need to pray about other things you need to dance about Some there's a place for praying and then there's a place for singing Don't just make everything a bunch of praying because there's a time to pray and there's a time to rejoice The rejoicing has a different flow of the anointing than prayer Are you listening to me? They prayed and great and good and true and perfect. You have to pray but they recognized by the leading of the Spirit, it's time to stop praying, it's time to start singing. Yeah, and they started saying, Glory to God. Oh, Lord, you're good. I don't know what song they sang, but I bet you it was a song of praise. Because it says they began to sing praises and they didn't do it in an internal monologue because everybody heard them, so they were using their voice. You can't just do it in your mind. You've got to open up your voice. That's why you can't do it in front of your coworkers because they will think you're crazy. Unless God tells you to, don't do that. No, I'm serious. They, they don't understand. They're not spiritual people. Go into the bathroom. Go into your car. Go away privately and just take some time. Oh, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I give you glory. I, and you see the anointing starts to take hold with you. And you start to draw up. Oh, hallelujah, glory, mashake And you start to dance a little bit. And you're led by the Spirit in your expression of joy. You're not doing it in a rigid way. What happens is power starts to flow. As they sang suddenly, which means it was in the middle of their song. Can you imagine singing? And all of a sudden there's an earthquake. See, the singing, the praising with Jehoshaphat and with Paul and Silas, it released power. You want power? You got to start to rejoice. Stop looking at the circumstance and how bad it is and get into your spirit. The Holy Ghost is not afraid of your circumstance. Okay. The Holy Ghost is not afraid of your landlord. He's not afraid of your boss. He's not afraid that your business may go under. He's afraid of nothing. You're the one that's afraid because you're in your soul. He's not afraid. He knows nothing but victory. He knows nothing but God the Father, and he searched out the deep things of God and knows the good plan for your future. He knows everything, and he's not afraid, and he's not depressed, and he's not discouraged. He's God. The more you tap into him, the more that that flow will be a part of you, and it will start to work on your soul and your feeling realm and your emotional and get it lined up with your spirit realm, so that you're not so influenced by bad moods and bad feelings and I'm tired and this and that. There's always a place of joy if you'll find it. Draw up out of the well of your spirit what you need, draw it up with the bucket of joy. Hallelujah. Remember what Paul James said in James 1 verse 2 and 3, when you face tests and trials, my brethren, count it all. Conspiracy? Count it all. Oh me, oh my? Count it all menos, si A little bit here, a little bit there. Maybe I'm in a good mood. Maybe I'm not. No, count. When you're going through a hard time, you got to get into joy. You're not thanking God for the problem. You're thanking God that you're getting out of the problem, that his power is working to, vict- to victory this for you. That's why you're thanking him. In that test, rejoice. Now I know you're ready to go. I can see the look of chicken coming across your eyes But I have just one more simple verse to read you. It's 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and then I'll let you go 1st Peter chapter 1 1st Peter chapter 1. This is very important and and maybe the most important verse I probably should have said it earlier. But anyway 1st Peter chapter 1 And verse 3. Is that the right one brother? Maybe I'm in the wrong section then that's not the right one, Brother Taylor. First Peter one three. No, it's about the hair and the wearing of gold. I'm not in the right place. Second Peter, Taylor. What is it? Maybe my Bible is. First Peter one Okay, I don't know. Something's wrong with my Bible. Can I read yours? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now watch. Who's who's talking about you? Who? Who's who? You. Who are kept by the power of God? That word kept means to have sentinels. You know what a sentinel is? People that are guards that will go back and forth and protect and guard things. Who are kept by the power. The power of God is literally watching over you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith. If you don't have faith, the power of God doesn't work. Under salvation, ready to be real. The best of now watch. Therein ye greatly rejoice. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold tests and trials. That the trial of your faith may be much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, that it might be found to the praise and the honor and glory of the appearing of our Lord Jesus. Let me explain. When you have an attack, sickness, people against you, a whole bunch of things in life, they, God never sent them. They're called tests and trials. The old King James says it temptations, but it means tests and trials. Hardships, heaviness, sadness, things that don't go right. When you're facing that, it's against your faith. It's trying to get you to doubt God. It's trying to get you to not believe. So he's saying to you, your faith is being tested by this hardship. But remember what James said, when you're under the test, rejoice. Not for the test, but that you're getting through it. Because the trying of your faith, remember James says, your faith is being hit when you're in a hardship. So he's saying the same thing. Your faith is being hit when you're in manifold hardships and you're feeling struggles in life with husbands and with bosses and with this and with the news and with atmospheres your faith it's trying to get you to doubt god your faith is being hit but your faith is going to be tried like fire the test is like a fire it's but if your faith is going to come out your confidence in god's going to come out as pure gold okay but now watch what it says that if your faith is being tested in the hardship but you're not going to quit what does it say that you are kept by the power of God through your faith, which means when the test and trial comes, I know it's against my faith. So what do I what's my response? Depression? What's my response? I joy. Yes. I get into my up out of my spirit. I start to rejoice. As I rejoice in that test and trial, my faith is stronger than that test and trial. The power of God starts moving in that test and trial because as I rejoice, power flows. And then what is God? As I'm releasing my faith in the praise, what does God do? He comes to keep me. I am kept, I am preserved by the power of God through faith. Why? Because I rejoiced. I did it by faith. My, my rejoicing was an expression of my faith. I felt the hit and I rejoiced in response. But the devil, what people, they feel the hit and they crumble. Christians as well as sinners. What God's looking for, you feel the hit and you go right back at him. He hits you and you go, ha, ha, ha. I pull out of my spirit joy. This test and trial isn't going to knock me out. No, my faith answers you. And because I'm responding in joy, which is an expression of faith, I can be assured that I will be kept by the power of God. It don't matter what I face, Tyrone. It does not matter what I face. The power of God will hedge me. It will protect me. It will guard me. Why? Because I'm responding to the attack in faith. How? With joy. As I respond in joy, it is faith. What kind of a crazy human being is happy when things go wrong? The world, the responses go the opposite way, but God's people do the opposite what the world does. When the attack comes, we say glory, not for the attack, glory to God, the power of God's working for me. The power of God's working for me. Yeah, the numbers may not look good on the client roster and my sales record and this and that, the offerings, whatever, but God's working for me. I respond to that attack with joy. My faith is working and it's like pure gold. And God says, keep them. I'm kept, I'm protected, I'm preserved in this society by the very power of God that I've released my faith in. How do I do it? I do it by rejoicing. So you need to practice rejoicing. Practice, get skillful at rejoicing. But I don't feel happy. Nobody said anything about feelings. How do you do it? Master Father, I praise you. Glory to God. I praise you see the louder you yell that makes the devil nervous No, i'm serious the louder you get You say that's emotionalism. Yeah, but sometimes you got to let your mind know that you're serious And sometimes I do it quiet But most times I lift my voice because it says that they lift everybody heard them So i'm not afraid to lift my voice. That's why you got to be careful where you do it because you, you don't want to cause people to stumble either. I, I'm serious about that. But just try to get alone. And I say, Father, I give you praise. Glory to God. I give you praise. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, Lord, it will all come to pass. Lord, you see the pressure I'm under on this. But I draw up joy and strength out of my spirit, man. How do I do it? I say, glory to God. I say, I praise the Lord. I say, I rejoice with all things. I rejoice in it. I rejoice. I See, I'm talking. Now, Lord, I start to pray in the Holy Ghost. deep And then I start to laugh Ha 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 And then I start to dance And before you know it My spirit's moving My spirit's moving And it bubbles up And I start to get over in the spirit And then when I'm done I have a note of victory I'm kept I'm kept I'm kept by the power of God Because I respond to tests with joy Which is faith But you can't just say Amen, amen You've got to do this in the car You've got to do it in the shower. You've got to do it when you cook. You've got to do it when you drive. Just watch the road. But you've got to do it. You've got to learn. You've got to get skillful in all arenas. Draw up. Draw up. Draw up out of your spirit. Everything you need is in your spirit. Everything you need is in your spirit. Thank God for the covenant. My God, let's just practice a little bit and then we'll close. Father, I say, just stand up with me and whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, I want you to join now. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you glory. I say glory to God. I say the power's working. I say the power's working. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, the one who sits in the heavens laughs. Ha, ha, ha. it's not hard I just did that for 30 seconds I can feel my spirit moving I can feel my spirit moving and then listen the Holy Ghost will sometimes prompt you send the angel out or he'll say bind this or he'll say do that he'll give you specific instructions but the baseline is just say father I just rejoice in you and I start with words Uh, then I'll move over into laughter maybe or dancing maybe or shouting or singing but I start with words glory to God grandpa Abraham was strong in faith Giving glory, glory to you, Father. I give you praise. It'll all come to pass. You're with me. I'm not alone in this fight. The angels are with me. And you, just, and you just start to go. You just start to move with that. You can do it while you drive. You can do it while you're in the shower. You can do it while you cook. Get in the habit of doing it on a regular basis. And you'll find that you'll easily hear the voice of the Spirit. Your emotions will start to stabilize. You won't be in always in a different mood every, with every, every whiff of the wind. You'll just be constant. I never thought a human being could be as constant as Pastor Nancy. I didn't think it was possible. But when you see somebody that lives out of their spirit, they are just like a rock. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm trying. I tell Jenny all the time, I'm better than her. I tell her all the time, I live out of my spirit more than you, Jennifer. And then she says, no, you don't, you rat dog. I live out of my spirit more than you. And then we get into a big fight, which I've encouraged, because then I get to kiss and make up. Praise God. And that's my favorite part. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you need to smile a little bit. It's okay. Jenny and I are very happy. She's not here because she was fighting with me. She, she, she got in very late. She was very tired. and The kids are very tired, and she needed to tend to them. But, uh, but she sends her love. Amen. Father bless every person here I've endeavored Lord through mortal simple lips Maybe not the best delivery in the world father But I've tried under the help of the anointing and the Holy Ghost Which is which is the greatest asset that I have To help your people your precious people that I love so much as their pastor I love them I wish they'd know how much I love them I think about them Lord so many you bring their faces to me I never call them I never tell them I've been praying for you I dealt with something in the spirit for you. I don't tell people that because it's not necessary. But oh Lord, you know how many You know how many answers and deliverances and, and interceptions come, because me and the staff and my leaders pray for this congregation. I wish they would know that there's somebody watching for them, that there's somebody on their team, that there's, it's not just them facing the world. There's a pastor in their corner and there's a staff in their corner and they are not alone in this fight. And if they feel alone, they need to answer that thought and say, devil, you shut up. I know I'm not alone. I've got the Holy Ghost in me and I've got pastor in my corner and they're praying for me. Lord let this precious group and those watching let them know that they are not alone that if they're feeling discouraged if they're facing things tests and trials hardships even if they're manifold hardships many varied types if they'll just get into joy and rejoicing like we've read throughout your word today they will pull out of their spirit what they need and strength will come power will begin to flow as they praise and you will keep them by your power and you will preserve them in the day of trouble and they will make it through and succeed as they go oh let them pass these tests father with flying colors let them get in their spirit and not be so focused on the feelings that they feel feelings are fickle spirits stay strong constant because the holy ghost is inside of us i bless them father let them know that i love them i bless them before i give it to taylor i want to tell you something The Lord said to me in one of my prayer times in the hotel, I was praying and I said, Lord Jesus, I love you. I was just having, you know, those intimate times where you talk to him. I was just having a very intimate time with him and I was telling him how much I loved him. And that I just, he means everything to me. And I really, I was pouring out my heart. And the the word of the Lord came to me. He said to me, I wrote it in my journal, but he said to me, son, I know you love me. And he said, I love you too. And I thought that was it. Praise God. I got the word I needed. (laughs) He knows I love him. I just wanted him to know how much I love him. And then he continued, and he said, one way that you show me that you love me is to love your congregation. He said, love my sheep, love my people, and love my body, because they're mine. And when you love the body, you love the head. One way you show me that you love me. I mean, I know that theologically, Sandra, but it didn't quite impact me the same way. He said, you really want to show me that you love me? Love the congregation with everything you've got because when you love them, you're loving me. And there's been some people that have frustrated me over COVID because of their ridiculous shenanigans. And immediately he started cleansing me of all that. He said, Now, son, forgive that person. Forgive that person. Let that go. Let that go. Say out of your mouth that you love that person. Say out of your mouth that you love that couple, even though they hurt you. Even ones that have left the church and that have left us honorably and have cut you. Say, I love them. Say, I forgive them. Say, Lord, bless them. And I started doing that. And I just started to see, part of the way that we love God is to love the church so when you dismiss now don't be talking about people on the way home in an inappropriate way don't mock people because of how they're dressed or even if they didn't treat you right love this congregation because when you love the person beside you you are showing Jesus Christ himself that you love him because they're his sheep and they're his body so we've got to make sure that the love bonds are very tight in this church when you talk about each other and you hurt each other you're actually hurting Jesus Do you love Jesus more than anything? Because I do. Not every person is lovable. But because I love Jesus so much, I'm going to love everybody. Because I want to show him that I love him. So when you dismiss today, take some moments before you jump in your car and just love on somebody. Tell them how much. Just just talk to them out of your heart. Have a word of encouragement. Okay? Let's, Let's get back to where we it not, not used to be, because I don't think we've departed from it. But I think COVID has caused such a sense of disjointment and separation and isolation, even with two services. Take the time, because you may not see these people next week. They may be in a different service. Take the time to love each other, because you're actually showing Jesus you love him. And I love each and every one of you very much. And I thank you for being faithful.